Hi there and welcome to episode 37 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping professionals to write human and change the world with their words. So I wonder where you are, wherever you are. I mean, I'm in uh, in Balham, southwest London. Eh? It's, it's actually Saturday morning. I've had a bit of a lazy start today. Um, and actually, I'm sitting up in bed doing this as um, some faint sunlight is streaming in through the... Uh, well, can faint sunlight really stream in? It's kind of um, creeping its way in, but at least it's not raining. And um, I just wonder where you are. And I hope wherever you are, uh, that the sunlight is illuminating your day. I'm just actually looking. The, the, the sun is trying to peek out from behind the clouds here. And if it's nighttime wherever you are on the other side of the world, then I hope that a beautiful moon is illuminating your, uh, your world. So, um, while we're on the subject of what you're up to, I, I'd be really interested to know what you're reading at the moment. Uh, so I think I've mentioned that I'm I'm studying prosody, which is the art of versification and poetic metre. And I've got, um, I'm holding in my hot and clammies, Stephen Fry's brilliant book, The Ode Less Travelled, which has a whole series of poetic exercises in it. And I'm still kind of grappling with the iambic pentameter, the heroic line, Shakespeare's favourite, and pyrrhic substitutions and trochees and spondees and iams and enjambment. And I know it sounds uber-technical, but actually when you get down to it, and when you, when you feel, when you begin to develop an ear for the meter and the rhythm and the cadence, it all, it all begins to fall into place. But I'm very, much, I'm very much at the beginning of this journey, but I'm loving it. So, yeah, I mean, if you'd like to share with, uh, with, with me what you're reading and why you're reading and what you think of it... Um, just drop us an email, scott at writeforresults.com. And that's obviously write as in write a book, for for results.com. So shall we, shall we crack on with, um, uh, with the next chapter in my ebook, which is the second troll number two. If you remember, troll number one was lazy. And troll number two is cocky. And if I could just read you the introduction to this, there's a, so there's a picture in my ebook of this huge, rather ugly uh, green troll with a huge nose who's about to accidentally step on a little tent. Hope, hope there's nobody in there. But anyway, the description reads as follows: Unsuspecting readers beware. Should you stumble across Cocky in the forest? He will crush you under his huge feet like a bug. Not because he's nasty, but because he never looked where he's going. He just goes. His boundless energy and misplaced self-confidence are a dangerous combination. Cocky's writing issues. He jumps into drafting without any planning, saying, It'll be fine, it's easy, I'm brilliant at this, I just wing it. So, the chapter begins. Imagine you're about to drive somewhere. You've parked on a slope. You switch on the ignition, press the accelerator and release the handbrake. If you time it right, you pull off uphill rather than sliding back downhill. Moments before you release the handbrake and set off, however, especially if you're over-revving, 
the engine starts to whine as it strains against the retaining force of the brake. Like the engine, inexperienced writers strain to start drafting because they want to see visible progress. Good writers, on the other hand, take their foot off the gas and keep the brake on, at least for a while. Whenever Cocky has something substantial to write, especially if there's time pressure, after all these years he's still tempted to release the brake, put his foot down and get motoring. This is an an action illusion. It makes him feel busy, but in the long run it's neither efficient nor effective. He gets halfway through his draft, only to realise that he's going in the wrong direction. Kicking another troll, and then himself, he deletes the draft and starts again. That's a rewrite, and in terms of efficiency, a disaster. Bitter experience should teach Cocky that when he drafts without planning, he regrets it. Being Cocky, however, he never learns his lesson. But you must. So that's that's the opening sort of salvo to to troll number two, Cocky, and obviously it's all about the uh, the merits of planning. And I I, I remember you know I, I spoke about this in an earlier episode, but it really does bear repetition. And tomorrow, what I'm going to do I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about I'm going to go into a bit more detail about the benefits of planning and and how much time to spend doing it. Excuse me, but just to say, just to repeat what Cocky said, which is, whenever I draft without planning, I always regret it. Not nine times out of ten, but ten times out of ten. And I really want you to take this message to heart and take it home, take it away with you. you The takeaway message is, Whenever we draft without planning, when we jump into drafting without planning, we're always going to regret it. And the bottom line from this episode 37 is the major merit or the major benefit of planning is that it separates thinking from writing. And that's very important because those two activities are very different and work and exercise different parts of the brain. So on that note, I'm going to leave it there for now. And I hope to see you tomorrow for episode 38. Thanks very much. Bye now.